Tech Talk. Hi, I'm Johnny Kaplan. And I'm Jesse Katz. And you're listening to the Tech Talk podcast series. So Jess, there's some cool companies you're going to see on this episode, right? There's this kind of dating style app that can get you a job. Um, you've got these coded Lego toys that are built by Algo Bricks. And I think you're going to be excited about the the guitars and the OMB guitar device that we're going to see. You've, you've never seen anything like that before. Oh, definitely. No, I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> I mean, that dude can actually play like the saxophone or the piano on his electric guitar. I've never seen anything like it before. You look at it and it's just kind of an illusion for your brain. It's really cool. You've got to see this. <laughs> and you know, this episode, she really shows you the, the range of that because we're looking at coded uh, toys for kids and we're looking at robots that look after the elderly. So there really is the range of how technology is there to cater for people of all different demographics and ages. All right. So uh, first up is ICV. ICV app is this uh, recruitment app that is designed in this Tinder format where you can simply swipe uh, and find yourself a job. It's very efficient. Uh, it optimizes the recruitment process. Actually, I think ICV is even better than Tinder because this one gives you your compatibility. <laughs> On Tinder, it's just like a Kinder egg. You don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> okay, so let's go see ICV. So guys, I see that there are four founders so who came up with the idea uh, for ICV? The four of us, you can see Ron and Nohad here. They came from the 8200 IDF unit, which is a programming unit. Guy and I, we were company commandos. We actually served in the US Army as well for one year. And all of us met together. We decided to take the recruiting world into something new, something better, take uh, the technology into our advantage and make something that would be more immediate and more good for the, for the people who use it. So really cool stuff. Amazing that you kept that team building spirit and that you have a team here that you can depend on and rely upon, just like you guys did in the army. As I understand, the, the 8200 unit was a, an elite techie coding unit where very much uh, building applications and, uh, and software to help in the military. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cool. So what would you say have been some of your biggest challenges along the way? No, that's an interesting question. And I think I would say that uh, building a marketplace, which is what we do, uh, our biggest uh, challenge would be the go-to-market strategy and trying to acquire companies from the one side and get to employees on the other side because we need to level the playing field and have both at the same time because the matching, which is what we do, is the most important thing that we let people have from the companies and the employees as well. So we need to go at the same level with both sides and uh, always have the same amount. So I think with any type of startup of this nature, when you have a platform that requires liquidity, two parties to connect in the middle, just like a dating app in the same way, you need to have enough concurrent users that come on looking for the positions and enough positions provided by the companies who actually give you the job opportunities. Tell me a little bit about some numbers. Uh, have you raised some funding? Uh, have you guys built this organically? So we raised a, a seed investment of $750,000 from our private equity. And uh, we are online almost seven months. And we have more than 150 companies that are our clients. Among them, you can find uh, Elbit and Raphael. You can find uh, Gitaxi. You can find Dell EMC, IronSource, and so on and so on. We have more than 35,000 employees that are using the platform, uh, which is more than 10% of the high-tech industry in Israel. And we keep on growing all the time. Some very impressive numbers there. Thank you. Excellent. 
So Jess, why don't you give it a go? Check this out. That 80% tells me how compatible I am for this job. Yeah, it's take your uh, CV and compare it to your, your requirements and give you the match. So this is like Tinder only better because if I had the compatibility on Tinder, I wouldn't have to waste all my time. <laughs> Not that I'm on Tinder that often. So the next guest is super exciting. They build toys that can actually teach uh, kids to code uh, and develop robots at a really early age. Jess, I think you're going to love this one. Well, you know me. I mean, coding, I'm not so great at, but building stuff? Hell yeah, Lego was my favorite toy growing up. And robots. (laughs) Well, robots didn't exist when I was growing up. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. So Danny, let's go back a little bit. Tell me, uh, what's your background uh, and that background of Amir, your your co-founder? I have a PhD in robotics, uh, which I received from Ben Gurion University, uh, where there I was teaching uh, coding and robotics and uh, automation for students. That's uh, one of the reasons that inspired me to create the Algobricks. Amir, my partner, co-founder, he's also the founder of Young Engineers, a great company that uh, teaches STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math in 43 countries worldwide. It really looks like you guys have a fantastic background and experience. Certainly uh, you in the robotics sector and in the science and technology and Amir in the educational and and also in the science uh, arena. So how did you guys come together to collaborate on this project? So uh, actually uh, me and Amir, we've been friends for about I think uh, 10 years now. We always said we have to do something together and uh, Amir's company, Young Engineer, was growing very fast. And he told me, Danny, come do something with me. And about two years ago, when I finished my PhD, we sat together and he said, so Danny, here's the thing. I want to do something entirely innovative. I want to change the way that kids are thinking about coding, how they're experiencing it. I want to make it a fun, intuitive. I want to make it tangible. They're always on those screens. We need to change it. And together, we sparked the idea of creating Algobricks. Fantastic. So uh, you launched Algobricks on Kickstarter, as I understand. Yes. And from what we could see, you absolutely smashed your target of $50,000. Yes. So first of all, we're super excited because on Kickstarter, you can fake it. You have to show the world your idea. You have to tell the world. And then the world judges you. So it's not just friends and family that are telling you that they like your product. It's real people from all around the world buying the product. We're being approached from China, Korea, Canada, USA, Germany, Netherlands, everywhere. And it's amazing, amazing to hear the people, amazing to hear the comments. And they were really super excited about it. Amazing achievement. Uh, A lot of people go out to try to uh, achieve their target and you're almost 12, 13 times over your target. So it proves that the product is very desirable uh, you've come across a fantastic concept. Really, I, I can imagine thousands of kids using this across the world. And your products are certainly going to make those kids smarter. Thanks a lot. All right, so on to our next guest, who you are going to be flabbergasted by. This 
company, Intuition Robotics, develops robots that are there to provide companionship for the elderly. Did you know that 70% of uh, women that are over 70 years old live on their own? And of course, you know, you've got dementia and Alzheimer's and all these sort of terrible diseases that kick in from not having any interaction with anyone. So get ready to meet LEQ. Jess, I I think you're going to fall in love. That actually seems really exciting. You know, I think my mother would love to get me one of those just so she could nag me from afar. She'd probably, you know, implant her voice in it and say, Jesse, have you done your laundry? Jesse, have you washed the dishes? <laughs> Jesse, did you make your bed? <laughs> Absolutely. But seriously, this is so impactful. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. And I think these guys are so ahead of the curve. Let's go. Fantastic to be here. Welcome. Hi, nice to meet hey, you. Jesse. And great to meet Ellie Q in person. Uh, I must say she's quite the charmer. We certainly think so. <laughs> I really love I'm the- sorry, <laughs> I can't help you with that. I really love her voice and the way that she moves when she interacts with you. We believe that motion um, and actually mimicking body language is a super important part. When we communicate as humans, voice is only a small part of our interactions. Experts say it's under 10%. Actually, our body language, our facial expressions, our tone of voice, they all really matter in the way we communicate with each other and the way we subconsciously understand one another. And when you really think about it, the way we interact with technology, it's very one-sided. We use only one type of input. It might be typing, it might be voice commands, it might be swiping. But we try to give her what's called multimodality, which is the ability to use both motion and tone of voice and other factors like the intensity of light and what she shows in the screen in a well-coordinated way in order to convey a single experience. Definitely the design challenge here was a big one. I mean, on one side, we're trying to build a product for people that are not fans of technology. In fact, many of them actually fear and worry about technology in their lives. At the same time, we also had to make it appealing enough so that as people downsize, right, and they move from their big house to their smaller house in older age, and they chose that one lamp that will make it into the end table, right? And we're asking them for the right to put, not a small product, right there in the middle of their living room with them. We have to make sure the aesthetic is pleasing and, and dare I say, beautiful. Professor Don Norman, another person that's helping us, is actually a former executive in Apple and, and the founder of the HCI movement and, uh, and an author and... 82 years old, by the way, while he's still leading the design lab in UCSD. Eve runs his own studio, very well known. He's done um, things like Jawbone and the latest uh, SodaStream, if you've seen it. (laughs) And he's working on beautiful robots um, and has quite a talented team. Fantastic. It's lovely to see you actually producing technology for the older generation. Usually when we look at cutting edge technology, you see the demographics as a younger generation, younger kids, gadgets, high tech and so on. But it's nice to see a company who's actually anticipating the future where effectively all of us will end up. Mary, you wanted to Skype with Liz. Would you like to do that now? Oh, sure. That sounds great. Hey, honey. Hi, mom. Hey. I just noticed, is it a little cool in the house? Oh, it feels great. I'm doing my Tai Chi now. Yeah, I can see. Okay, Mom, just checking in. You take care. I'm fine, sweetie. Chat later. We help cross that digital divide and help bring people closer together through her, but she's not instead of that. Um, Having said that, she does play an important role to help older adults keep to a regimen that they set. Right? And we find that as we're older, we tend to stick to a repetitive routine. 
and yet to stay sharp, which now is proven that when people are active and engaged, they push out dementia 47% of the time. They push out depression, they're much healthier, they recover even faster from illness and disease. So how do you do that? Well, you need to learn new things every day. You need to get out and about. Um, you need to be um, involved in the community. Exercising your mind and your body. A- absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And doing different things. Even the same exercises um, don't, aren't as effective as just learning new things and staying curious and, and being involved. LAQ reminds me to take my meds, arranges rides for me. She even reminds me of all my appointments. Mary, don't forget bridge with the Golden Girls at 1 p.m. Would you like to practice? Oh, I don't need to practice. I didn't catch that. Do you want to play bridge or not? Oh, fine. Let's play. So, Jess, I apologize in advance that I did not take you to see the next guest. I know. You're going to pay for that. (laughs) Yeah, I think for the rest of my life. So, I sneaked to see this guy. He was a keyboardist for all of his life, and he thought to himself... Why does the keyboard get to synthesize all these different tunes? You know, you can play the organ, you can play the flute, you can change your keyboard into all these different sounds. But why, when I play the electric guitar, does it only play one sound? So he built that synthesizer product for the electric guitar. And you're going to see this guy play the piano, play the saxophone, all from touching the guitar. And he can actually add a band attachment to it and he can play along all the percussion instruments at the same time. It's incredible. And I'm sorry, Jess. (laughs) That is so cool. I really can't believe you didn't invite me to that. That is so down my alley. Ugh, Johnny. (laughs) I got you one for Christmas and Hanukkah, all right? (laughs) Okay, thank you. Forgiven. (laughs) Let's go see how this was. Amazing. I mean, there's like no guitar I've ever heard before. What have you done to it, Vensi? So uh, OMB stands for One Man Band, and we are a company that develops technologies for any musician to turn into a one-man band and to accompany themselves with uh, full-track bands that just follow their progression, their song, Mm -hmm. and have fun. So I guess the the first thing we want to see is show us a little bit how this works. Okay. So... Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play uh, a full accompaniment that is built out of five different instruments, and they are all going to follow my chord progression. So if I play an A major, the entire band is going to play A major. If I they play, follow uh, your lead. Follow you make the lead, and they and they follow. Exactly, it. you got it. Okay. So here you could see the name of the chord switching. You're changing your left hand to, to, to strike the chord. Okay, I could control every parameter of this. This is how it works. I'm going to leave just drums. Okay, this is just the drums. Now I'm going to add the bass. I just want to play drums and bass. And you activate it by choosing the chord, right? Exactly. I want to add now this, like a small riff of guitars, and add some small fill. Okay, now I'm gonna end it. I'm gonna press the outro, 
It's just gonna give me the outro on the last chord. I the last pressed. chord you play. It's still playing off the last chord that you chose. Exactly. If I would have switched a chord, it would just follow me to that chord. Fantastic. So let's talk about the business itself. And you launched your Kickstarter and an Indiegogo campaign, right? So you've used these crowdfunding platforms. You're already hitting in the millions of dollars with pre-sales of the product. So you've clearly identified a market that musicians are interested in and a product that is desirable because there's literally nothing like this on the market, is there? Right. You know, we were expecting a lot of people to uh, show interest, but it really uh, came to us as a shock, the amount of people who were actually willing to put in money so that they'll have this device. It just showed us how much this is missing. Fantastic. I mean, it's a lot cheaper than buying yourself a whole band, right? And the rest of the sure. musical equipment you require. So it's certainly saving money from that point of view. Mm -hmm. This is giving me the ability at any given moment not to have to meet up with fellow musicians and start having a jam. You know, the OMB device is there. I get straight on it and I've got other people collaborating with me, virtual people, and that allows me to sort of create immediately. You touched a very important point. I remember myself as a, as a boy when I was 10 or 9 years old playing keyboards. You know, there was a limit of what I was exposed to at home in terms of music, but the keyboard actually educated me. I learned about country and about reggae and Latin and Greek and Turkish music, things that I would never be exposed to. In one second, I just became, you know, a Turkish musician. I had the, the facilities and the abilities. You're talking about the, the keyboards and the functions you have on these uh, digital keyboards mm -hmm. these days. You simply press a button and you've got country rock or uh, sort of genres that you wouldn't traditionally have played or been interested in. But through having this digital keyboard, you're able to press buttons and play along with things and, and expand your creativity and your knowledge of music and your abilities. Exactly. Um, and you're giving the same ability to the guitar instead of limiting it to just plugging it in and having a more electrified sound. So I assume that a couple of things you're going to do is, number one is worldwide expansion, is getting the product out to many different regions around the world. And then the second part of it is developing the product as we were talking about, making better products, making more enhanced, better features. We want to do those two things simultaneously. Uh, on one hand, yeah, get as many countries as possible. And on the other hand, keep our research and development going. I think that's what sets you aside from general musicians is that you have your entrepreneurial head on at any time. And whilst you enjoy creating this for whatever reasons, you have a sensible head and logic says to do those simultaneously. And you're absolutely right. You should push on a multi-pronged attack at, yeah. all, at, at all times. Fantastic. So I think it's about time you let me play with it. Okay, <laughs> go for it. Great. I, I virtually haven't done anything yet. <laughs> certainly make it look easy. <laughs> I mean, this takes some actually to tr even understand what I'm doing. over here a sound of accordion. Yeah, 
start raising the master a little bit. Okay, so I could get also the solo sound and also the chord sound together at the same time and basically become very creative. Must have taken some time to actually adapt to learn how to play this because part of the difficulty I have is I'm, I'm trying to play it like a normal guitar and actually you have to adapt, right? Because you have to know that you're playing two or three more instruments at the same time and how to really use those to the best of their ability. Right, so like every other field, uh, we tried that for beginners, the beginning is going to be very easy. If you just want to be play simple and have a backing track, you could do that. But as you grow and as you learn, if you want to develop more and more, yeah, the abilities are endless. The amazing thing I find is, you know, I play also the, 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 the piano and the guitar, and they're very different, right? One is uh, sort of horizontal, you, you stretch your fingers out, and the other one is sort of pressed against you. You often don't even look down at it, you might be looking ahead. But they're very different to actually operate them. What you're doing is you're giving the ability of one musician who knows how to touch the guitar in the first place to play multiple instruments with the same type of touch. His fingers are in the same places, the same kind of grips. He knows the octave, he knows the scale mm -hmm. um, on the guitar. So you're, able, you're giving them the ability to evolve that with other instruments without actually having to pick up a different instrument and blow through it. Exactly. We want guitarists to enjoy what other keyboardists have been enjoying for many, many years. And not every guitarist is a keyboardist. You're lucky to be both. Yep, absolutely. Very good. Thank you. Well, Johnny, I'm actually not sure who I'm impressed with more. That guitar or the fact that you could play it. A few little tricks up my sleeve, you see. That was really such a cool device. It's such a small thing. Anybody can fit it onto their own guitar. And that is, I mean, that's such a great product. It's literally selling off the shelves. Those guys are going to do so well. Tell me what you thought about LEQ. I mean, she was impressive, huh? Oh, she's amazing. It's just so impactful, you know? Like, imagine how much it's gonna change people's lives. Um, the fact that, you know, your children can log in and see and speak to, um, you know, their family through the app. You can play games. Um, it checks on your health and well-being. There's so much to it. It looks fairly simple, but wow, that is so amazing. So amazing. Yeah, these guys are just so inspiring, don't you feel? like? you know, working so hard away, innovating, changing the face of our planet. I mean, this is just such exciting stuff. And dude, yes. you killed it at Alcobricks. I really did. In <laughs> contrast to yeah. you killing it on that guitar, I literally killed the Alcobricks. Yeah, lucky we have production insurance, right? Because you, When I was I mean, a kid, my nickname was Dr. Destructo. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
thanks for joining us, guys, and uh, I hope to see you next time. And stay tuned for our next episode, where I'll be visiting the ancient Tower of David in Jerusalem, which has become an unexpected hub for futuristic innovation. Oh, really? <laughs> Talk about worlds colliding. An ancient archaeological site is the last place I would expect to find a tech accelerator. Tell me more. Oh, well, you have to tune into the next episode for that, JK. Oh, fine. <laughs> See you next time, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe wherever you listen to our podcast. You may also visit us at electrocast.com. The Tech Talk podcast is a co-production of Tech Talk Media and Electrocast Media. Executive producers are myself, Johnny Kaplan, Ronald Hans, Mark Netter, and Peter Rafelson. Special thanks to our associate producer, Sienna Jackson, our podcast recordist, Adam Kleinberg, and our audio editor, Chris Souza. Join us in our next episode, where we continue our journey to the world's most amazing startups to bring you one step closer to our incredible new technological evolution. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electricast production. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast.